Hi, John. How are you today? Hi, Elliot. Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, too. Um, so I saw today that the IRS put out its uh, annual report um, that highlights its investigations. This came out of a criminal investigation group uh, and it's law, about law enforcement partnerships. Did you see that? I did. And, and I've always been uh, sensitive to the notion that I don't think enough of our, I think our community fully understands the value of IRS CI in terms of financial crime prevention and detection, but the public doesn't always. So I think it's really important that we, we highlight uh, when IRS is involved in, in something that impacts our community. As, as you know, obviously, on our advisory board, we have the former uh, chief of IRS CI, Don Fort, and he's been uh, great about public-private partnership and the importance of working together. And, and you, see, you see those themes in this report. The report, people should go to the IRS uh, website. We'll, we'll put it on our, our site as well. But there's a number of things, uh, themes that they cover, COVID fraud, money laundering, cybercrime, uh, also some from the uh, various offices around the, around the country, um, some of the cases there, some specifics. From the global perspective, this is something that Don actually started and his successor, Jim Lee, has continued. And that's the uh, IRS's alliance with what they call the Joint Chiefs of Global Tax Enforcement, the, the J-5. And they work in a number of areas, but push hard on public-private partnership uh, to, to deal with uh, financial crimes um, in, in various places across the globe. So I thought that was, that was interesting. That's highlighted in there. Um, but also the case examples that are in there, very interesting. But as I said up front, the themes, the areas that they cover, uh, the last thing I'll mention is, um, according to the press release, 2,500 criminal investigations with a 90% conviction rate. Pretty darn good in anybody's, uh, in anybody's book. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that's absolutely, uh, it's not pretty good. It's actually outstanding. Um, and uh, I, I just think it's, it's fascinating to see uh, all the things that, they're, that IRSCI is involved in. You know, you think about tax enforcement, um, and you, and a lot of people, I think, view that as a pretty narrow area, right. but, uh, but as a practical matter, uh, because, uh, in the United States, any commercial, uh, or personal enter activity that generates anything defined in the tax code as income requires the payment of taxes, uh, or at least the filing of a return to explain why you shouldn't. And so, uh, so many other crimes that we talk about, uh, frauds and thefts and all kinds of things, uh, fall into IRSCI's purview because of the taxation issue. Um, and so they end up crossing into a huge number of areas that our community is interested in because those funds have more often, much more often than not, flowed through a um, uh, flowed through a deposit account or some other instrument in a bank uh, or other financial services company. So, um, paying attention to what a IRSCI is doing, I think, is is a smart thing and a valuable thing because they're often uh, really looking at stuff on the cutting edge, and uh, it's important for all of our listeners and our colleagues to 
put them, you know, right up there, to be honest, with FinCEN and, you know, the FBI and paying attention to them. Yeah, in fact, um, in the sections of the report, they obviously go into tax crimes. But in the non-tax crime area, they highlight the fact that, um, as you just mentioned, while FinCEN's the agency that administers the Bank Secrecy Act, they have no criminal enforcement authority. So Treasury delegates that to IRS CI. So CI actively reviews all the BSA data and they make the statement, but we've heard many, many times before, they make the statement in the, uh, in the report that they are one of the largest law enforcement consumers of BSA data. And so we've always talked about the value proposition of the information. They clearly show that it's not only valuable, but it's essential to things that they, that they do. So that's one and then, you know, another area that we've been paying attention to in the past year is corruption. And they investigate elected and appointed individuals who act in a corrupt manner. And, you know, that is, is very important, too. Obviously, the FBI does that as well. But, you know, as they point out, corruption by public officials, you know, impacts the loss of uh, or results in the loss of taxpayer dollars. So, you know, there. To your point, there's a lot more that IRS does outside of tax, which is pretty important. They also say in the report that they've seized 3.5 billion in value of cryptocurrency, uh, which is pretty amazing. I know they're fairly focused on that, and they have their own cybercrime unit uh, as well. So just a lot that's going on there. I'm glad they're starting to get some of the resources that they need, uh, but I think there needs to be more appreciation for what. IRSCI is able to do. Agreed. And, and as we've, uh, you know, we've been, a, uh, I think, very vocal about the importance of public-private partnership I, uh, to the extent that opportunities arise to work with your local uh, IRSCI offices and team members. Um, you know, there's a lot of value there because, again, the breadth of what they do uh, and their focus on things that are really specifically aligned with financial crime enforce, uh, compliance and enforcement. So, Yeah, the last thing I'll mention to our uh, global uh, partners and clients around the world, IRSCI has special agents attaches in 11 foreign countries. So there is clearly a global nexus to what they do. It's not all solely based on uh, crimes committed in the United States. Uh, right. And that's um, that is valuable, just like um, several other law enforcement agencies in the U.S. have uh, foreign attaches, because as we've talked many times, uh, crime doesn't really know any borders. That's right. Uh, so I'll do the first shameless plug. Uh, if you liked today's uh, podcast, uh, you can find other podcasts in this series and other podcasts that we've done on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I also want to remind everybody that we're taking off next week, but we are going to publish uh, a repost and archive edition. So if you can't go a Friday without uh, hearing from John and I, there will be an archive edition available to you next week. And John, how about our next webinar? Uh, the next webinar will be on December the 16th. It's going to deal with updates in the anti-human trafficking space. We'll have panelists from academia, the financial sector, and one of our great partners from Polaris. So um, look for that on December 16th. And then if you get another uh, an opportunity to uh, go to our website, I recently did a two-part podcast with 
a law professor and lawyer, practicing lawyer, Tom Vartanian. He's got a book out about financial panics in the U.S., a sort of a historical look at those. Uh, we did it in two parts because he had so much information. I think you'll find that both interesting and valuable. Okay, John, have a uh, great weekend. And if I don't talk to you, have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving. Thanks. Same to you. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye.